Hey everybody, before we get started, I just wanted to go over something with you real quick. I'm sure at some point, many of you have asked yourself some of those really complex life questions like, why are we here? What happens to us when we die? What is the meaning of life? What is truth? Additionally, I'm sure at some point in your life, you've asked yourself if there's any legitimacy to any paranormal or supernatural phenomena. And I'm talking about phenomena such as ghosts, aliens, UFOs, near-death experiences, psychics, energy healing, and the list goes on. Well, you're in the right place because many of the guests that we have on this program ask themselves similar questions, and if they didn't ask themselves those exact questions or similar questions, then at some point their life journey led them to start investigating uh, some of these you know, truths and uh, the answers to some of these different topics and, and questions. Scarily enough, all the guests that we have on this program all came to the same conclusion. Yes, there is a level of legitimacy to the paranormal. Even scarier, these paranormal experiences or these supernatural encounters all led back to the same source, Christianity. Now, I know that that sounds incredibly, incredibly far-fetched, and I would just ask that you would use us as a resource along your journey, along your spiritual path, along your search for answers, and that we could just be another avenue, another angle to look at things as you search for your truths and your answers. I'm not out to convert anybody. I'm not out to change anyone's worldview. Again, I'm just here to provide another voice and another angle to look at the world. Additionally, in this episode, you will hear me refer to other episodes, and that was before I came to the realization that this particular episode would make a really good first episode. I hope that you feel the same. Thank you. Three near-death experiences, a tour of the other side, and the real meaning behind why we're here. My name is Alex Machuca. And we'll cover these topics and more on Spirit Answers Podcast. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I, I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the invite. Yeah, of course. You know, before before we get started on your uh, really fascinating near death experience, um, what I like to do is I kind of like to to understand what someone's beliefs were, uh, spiritual beliefs were before they had the experience. So I know you kind of touched on this in your uh, testimony video that you have on YouTube, but just just so the audience kind of has a, a good uh, understanding of where you're at before you had the near death experience, can you kind of explain for us? what your, your spiritual beliefs were before you had the experience and also what your uh, understanding was at the time of near-death experiences, if you had any uh, you know prior belief in, in near-death experiences. Okay. Yeah, I, was, uh, I guess growing up as a child, I was, I was somewhat involved in church. And uh, as I got older in my youth years, I was a little more involved, <clears throat> but it was more just for the fun youth trips, you know, going snow skiing or going to Six Flags. And I, you know, I believed in Jesus. I believed in God. I believed the Bible, but all throughout, you know, through my twenties and 
on into life. I believed in all that. If you asked me, I would have told you I did. But but looking back, I mean, I was really kind of like just a, an insurance policy I had back there on the back burner. It's like, yeah, okay, I believe in all that. And maybe when I get older, closer to dying, I'll, I'll you know, turn the heat up on that and focus on it. <clears throat> but I was just mainly uh, living uh, for the pleasures of this world. But, you know, it was my main focus. I would say, you know, maybe say a prayer before I, I have a meal or before I go to bed sometimes, but it wasn't a common, wasn't a common thing, but I did believe in God. And as far as, uh, as far as other near death experiences, I'd heard of them, but I never really put a whole lot of trust in them. And I guess just like everybody else, there was always in the back of my mind, you know, those either, you know, either they're just not really telling the truth or they're, um, you know, hallucinating or something like that. But, um, that all drastically changed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my opinion. So I don't believe that way anymore. I still believe in God. I just, I believe in the NDEs now. Yeah. 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 That's fascinating because, um, I think it's worth noting that it's not like you were going out of your way, so to speak, before you had this experience to kind of research NDEs or, or this, or the supernatural. Oh, no. This was something that really kind of see, it seems like it just kind of, Caught, caught you by surprise, so to speak. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I was in good shape. I would have almost considered myself bulletproof. I was forty. I'm forty nine now. I was forty six then, and when I turned forty, I was I was getting out of shape. You know, headed in the old man direction, and I knew I needed to do something. So I started going to the gym a lot, and I, I started doing uh, a lot of gym workouts, and uh, just got in good shape. So I was doing CrossFit. And um, uh, at the time of my near-death experience, I was doing it. I was going to the gym probably about four or five times a week, hmm. and I felt great. I mean, I was just – I could run, and I still run, and I feel great. But but I really thought I was in good shape, and there was nothing wrong with me. I knew – I did actually – I did have um, atrial fib, AFib, uh, just electrical issue with my heart. I had that. Uh, probably a good portion of my life, but just wasn't diagnosed until probably 2013. Mm -hmm. So I knew there was that issue, but it was not a limiting uh, factor as far as any um, type of athletic stuff. I, I felt very healthy and didn't see this coming at all. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So, so you were actually more healthy during this experience than, than you were, but maybe just a, a few months or a couple years before this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually wow. felt like I was uh, probably wrong, but I actually felt as though in my early, you know, 40s during that time when I was really going to the gym that I was in better shape than I was in my 20s. Wow. Well, that's just, you know, who knows? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I, did, I felt like I was in good shape. Yeah, yeah. And, and I appreciate sharing that because it just really goes to show you that, you know, I know it's, it's, it's something that a lot of people don't like to hear and it is uncomfortable to discuss, but we really don't know when our, when our time is, is up. And I think yeah, it's absolutely. something that I think we, you know, unfortunately maybe kind of put in the back of our minds, maybe a little bit too much because it's an uncomfortable yeah. thing to, to talk about and think about. Right. And the one thing, one thing for sure, your time will be up at some point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there, it doesn't matter who you are. I, I you know, you can, yeah. a lot of people think about the supernatural or, or the paranormal and, and they might not believe in certain aspects of it. And that's, uh, that's all well and good, but there, you know, no matter who you are, you, you can't deny the fact that, you know, we, we do all die. And, you know, yeah. even if you have a different belief system than someone else, that that's one thing that we can't, we can't avoid as far as I, as far as I know. So that's right. 
So um, if if you could then go ahead and uh, kind of take us through then uh, what happened in in your near death experience, kind of what what were the leading up events to the experience? Okay, uh, that's something I really haven't uh, covered a whole lot as far as actual more details leading up to the experience. But I uh, I'll just tell you this: I'm a I, my job I'm an aircraft mechanic, and it I. I, it makes me travel every so often. Well, this this particular time, I was, uh, was August nineteenth of twenty eighteen. I was out of state, and um, we were out working on an aircraft. It was hot, hot summer. I was I got dehydrated, and um, on the way we were going, getting ready to go to lunch, and so we start to walk in from the flight line into the office. And uh, for whatever reason, I had the bright idea to run in. There was this another guy that was probably 20 years younger than me. We kind of took off racing. So I got in, got to running. And, um, you know, that probably wasn't a good idea being dehydrated. So, but everything was still okay. Just, you know, maybe ran a couple hundred yards. Um, as we get closer to the office, we're walking in. And I just start getting real dizzy and kind of lightheaded which i've done before and i was like, okay i just need to sit down so there's a golf cart right there i uh went ahead and sat down in the golf cart and all my co-workers are around me everybody's coming in and i'm just you know i know i've got an issue but i'm trying to play it off and be mr cool i guess so nobody would i didn't want to call this thing so i'm i'm sitting in the golf cart and uh i'm still not not getting control of the situation i'm kind of like so I lean forward, I lean back a couple times, you know, trying because before when I've gotten dizzy, you know, you kind of get your head down like low and then kind of come back to normal. But so anyway, I lean forward and I just knew I was in trouble. Like, this is not right. And, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I knew I was in trouble. And I, and I guess, uh, you know, and I said, forgive me, Jesus, forgive me, Jesus. And, um, so then I go to lean back, and as I lean back, I mean, as I lean back, I am just instantly I'm outside. I'm to my right here. My body falls back wow. into the golf cart, and I'm sitting. <laughs> you have to excuse me. I get mm -hmm. still a little emotional, but I, uh, I just remember, you know, that I was just I was in a lot of stress and dizzy, you know, just not didn't feel good, nauseous, mm -hmm. just really bad. And then just in the split second, man, I was, I was outside and I see my body and my body is still leaning back as, as my body leans completely back in the back. It's like this burst, this white light just comes out because I could see everybody and everything around me for that. This is all just happened in just a couple seconds. So it was just this bright light and it just, uh, it just surrounded me and it was uh it was it was almost like it was thick it was just you could feel it it was like a fog but it was so brilliant white and um it was just it was almost like just laying in a, in a jacuzzi just kind of it just was it was very comforting and it was just amazing peace and love that that i have ever felt and it was kind of like i was almost swept or like moved off and uh and through it and then there was like this wall which i call a veil it was just like the light was so thick and i couldn't i couldn't see through it 
but I, there was people over there and I could, I could see movement, uh, like people were there. It was just some colors, but I could really, I could feel their presence. It's hard to explain, but I just knew there were people there and I knew they were there for me. I don't, and I know, I knew that they loved me mm. and, um, I didn't hear any, any voices as far as like a sound or audible voices, but it was the best way I can describe is it was somebody's, uh, like somebody else's thoughts were put into my head. It was just almost um, like telepathic, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. After, since this has happened, I've watched a lot of other people that have had near death and it just gives me chills when I hear people describe that because that's, that's what it was like. Yeah. But, uh, it was just, it was like, I was, I was just, I mean, it's like, I'm talking to you. And as I speak the sentence, you hear the first word through the last word. So it takes all the way through that sentence before you know what I'm saying. But this was just that sentence put in your head and you have instant understanding of it. Wow. uh, but anyway, I had that. It was, I had this. Uh, it was kind of like I was just reminded of what I had just come through, what had just happened to me, and um, I was then told, or another download of that. You know, none of that matters. That the only thing in this life that matters is what we do for the kingdom of God. Wow. And then I was just kind of like, yeah. I, and uh, and then uh, then I was given what I call a life review. It was just um, it was basically just um, uh, the amount of time I've been here, and of that time, how much of it was spent for the kingdom of God. And um, I just remember thinking, what a waste. And I knew at this point, I just knew that my time on earth was, was gone, was, was over. I didn't look at it as I was dead necessarily, but I knew what that meant. But, um, I just knew my time on earth was over and it was just like, that was okay. Um, and I, um, there was just things I just, I just, I guess you just say, you just kind of knew cause it was like, I just, it just dawned on me, you know, that like when I, in my video, the video I talked about, that I knew the Bible was real. It was like, I just knew it was real. It was like, I just, just kind of like, I just remembered or, or whatever where, you know, whereas in life and I, I, you know, I believed in God, I believed in Jesus. It's what I would have told you. And I, and I did believe in him, but I, I guess there was some doubt there because in this life, this reality that we feel right now is nothing. It's very dull compared to what you feel wherever I was. It was, um, it's just a whole other whole world. But, yeah. um, and, uh, then I got like, um, no, no, if I'm missing anything there or not, I got kind of sidetracked, but oh, you're fine. then it was kind of like a, but like the veil, it just kind of, it's almost like it stretched in both directions and up and down or whatever, as far as, uh, as far as I could see. And then it was just another kind of like moving motion. And I, I came back to, and um, all my coworkers were around me, just kind of. I was still in the golf cart, um, but they were all around me, and they were just telling me that I that I wasn't breathing, and that I had no pulse, and um, I just, I just, I was like, almost like a, a feeling of disgust at the moment because I knew that I was back, and I didn't want to be. I just. 
I just wanted to you know, go back. But anyway, they uh, tried to get up out of the golf cart, and I did, but I needed help. And they set me out on a chair, and then later, a couple minutes later, they put me back in the office. And uh, I was sitting in there in a chair, and um, the paramedics came in, started asking me questions, hooked me up, you know, EKG, whatever they call those things, and taking my blood pressure, my pulse. And I remember there was one paramedic was asking me questions, and I was just basically telling him what happened. I wasn't telling him what I'm telling you right now. But, um, and the other paramedic was like doing blood pressure and reading my pulse. And I remember the paramedic talking about, uh, she like called off. I I remember her saying his pulse was 46 and dropping or, and then rattled off some other number. And then I told him, I said, I'm getting, getting dizzy again. And then that was it. I was back in that same place, but this time it was different. It was just like, um, was still in that white, thick white light and that awesome feeling. And there was someone standing in front of me, maybe about, eight or 10 foot in front of me. And, um, it was just, you know, just a silhouette of some of a person. And this is, this was your, your second experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, um, so I come to, that was only just lasted a couple of maybe five seconds is what it felt like to me. I don't know any timelines really. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, they, uh, so I come to and they had, um, uh, breathing or rescue breathers or whatever on my mouth. And, uh, the one paramedic was only doing CPR and I came to it. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? And, uh, by this time, I think we had another crew of paramedics were in and one of them told me, he said, you just flatlined and you went into cardiac arrest. And I, I turned to him and I said, so you mean I really died? And he kind of stopped what he was doing and looked at me and said, why did you see a white light or something? And I, I just instantly told him, you know, no, I didn't because I didn't, I didn't want to tell, I just didn't know what I what was going on at that moment. Right. I was trying to, I guess I kind of wanted, I mean, I, I enjoyed the, it was an awesome experience, but it was like, I just kind of wanted, I didn't want to admit there was something physically wrong with me. And, um, I just wanted everything to be okay. And, um, anyway, they, um, uh, loaded me up in an ambulance, took me to the hospital, did all sorts of checks on me, and they said everything was good. They tried to, like I said, the paramedic mentioned that I flatlined cardiac arrest and all that, and they tried to print out that record, but um, for whatever reason, their machine wouldn't print, so they they couldn't produce that evidence to send to the hospital with me. And... um, it was a second crew of paramedics. They took me to the hospital. And I think what they kind of decided was that that didn't happen or that, you know, they couldn't prove it. So the doctor was like, there is nothing wrong with you. There is no way that could have happened. And you'd be as, you know, as healthy, healthy as you are. I was a de- I was really dehydrated. They gave me like two bags of fluids. Wow. And, uh, so they released me and went on home and I was out of state. Uh, my wife comes and some other family members come out and they get me and haul me back home. And once I get back there, I go see my regular doctor and they, uh, they give me a tilt table test where they, they strap you on this table and then raise you up to like 70 degrees angle and just hold you there for like 45 minutes or so. 
and uh, I was on that. Everything was doing good. And then uh, maybe 45 minutes or whatever hour into it, I started feeling nauseous. And you know, they got you tied down. And I remember trying to get the nurse to stop, let me down. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm looking down this little short tunnel. And everything's fine. I mean, it's it's uh, it's just a real short tunnel, and there is a bright light at the end of it. And there's and uh, there's someone there's someone at the end of the, in that tunnel at the end of the light. I can see the silhouette again, and they're staring at me. And I know they're there for me. I know they're looking at me. I'm looking at them, and it's just you know it's just really nice. And that was only probably just a few seconds that seemed like maybe five from what it felt like to me. And then I come, I come to, and uh, the nurses are working on me, getting me, bring me back. And uh, when it, you know, this happened, this is, this happened uh, almost three years ago and it feels like it just happened to me. But, um, and um, so I'm on this table and off to my left is a computer and my doctor is over there, our doctor, electrophysiologist. He's there with the nurse, with a nurse. And I just remember him looking at the screen and saying, "He was he was dead from here to here. He was dead." They were looking, you know, whatever. And uh, let me just back up just a minute. That doctor also didn't. They they kind of reluctantly did this test on me because they didn't think anything was wrong with me necessarily. And um, but once he saw the results of that test, he came over to me and he said, he said, listen, we need you, we need to get a pacemaker in you as soon as we can, which turned out to be about a week later. To you know, it, so anyway, I got a got the pacemaker in a week later, and um, everything's great. I have had no issues since then, so I'm sure I've missed a few things, but <laughs> that's uh, I get sidetracked sometimes. No, you you shared a lot, and, I, and I'm re- really thankful for, for that. And I, you know, I can only imagine the emotions and the and the thoughts and the and the feelings that that are going through your through your whole being right now. So uh, you know, I'm just very appreciative of that of your of your of your, your sharing everything. I'm sure I'm sure it's. Uh, can can be you know pretty uh intense to say the least it is but i'm telling you don't mistake it for fear or for uh anything like that because Mm -hmm. it's pure joy it's like Mm -hmm. i know where i'm going yeah i don't know when i'm going but i want to you know i want to it'd be easy to say you know just uh, i want to go back there right now but i want I want to tell as many people as I can, you know, that God is real. Jesus is real, man. Listen, I was, I called myself a Christian. There's a lot of people out there that were just like I was running around, you know, calling yourself a Christian because your grandma used to pray for you or something, but you're not, you're not living that way. And I, and I promise you all the pleasures and treasures that this world has, if you took them all and combined them, all together and were and, and, and you had them that would pale in comparison to just uh being in the presence of god whatever that was wherever that was i was at i know that's 
nothing compared to what a lot of people I experience in their uh, near death and test testimonies where they just, you know, they go on into heaven or, or they see people and actually see Jesus or trees and mountains and stuff. But I mean, if that was as good as it got with what I experienced, then that's good. And that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, how, how was it then coming out of that experience? I know you said that you didn't tell the doctors right away about the experience. Um, did, did it take you a while then to, to, to share your, your testimony with other people? Well, like I said, my wife came, um, and, and, uh, got me, brought me home because we weren't sure if I should be driving. <clears throat> so, uh, that very next day I told her mm. and, and she was very supportive, which I, I I knew she wouldn't be, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, probably about two weeks later after I was home and I was just, you know, it's constantly on my mind. Uh, two weeks later, I, I called my preacher, a pastor up and just, if I could meet him somewhere and talk to him. And I, and I told the whole story to him and he was also very supportive. And, um, um, then that was in September of 2018. <clears throat> then the first time I ever, and then I may be like along and along, I like my dad and my sister kind of let them know about it. But then all the way through to April, just, just before Easter of 2018, I wrote a big little paragraph, uh, whatever status thing for Facebook and I posted it on Facebook and that, and from that point on, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, wherever, whoever I can talk to and, and tell, I'll tell them. Hmm. Wow. Uh, did you find then that the, as you started to share the, the experience that it's, did it start to get easier with, with time sharing with more people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. it does. It did. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it, what, I guess what really surprised me was, um, and you know, and I, I hate to think that this, but it's like I was, I was, um, you know, I was, I, I didn't expect it to have very good response. I expected a lot of people, which there have been a lot of people, uh, say a lot of bad things, but there's been so, so much more positive response to that. That's, that's great to hear. Uh, you know, it's very, very, very brave of you to, to, to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure it is very challenging to do something like that because like you said, there are, you know, there are people out there that don't necessarily have the same worldview and may, may not come to the same conclusions, but, uh, you know, I, I'm obviously very appreciative that you push through that. And I think a lot of people will, uh, th that are, are already appreciative and will be as well, you know, when hopefully they get a chance to hear your, you, you be on the show today. And, um, you know, another thing that that came up to me as I was as I was listening to you is is it's really interesting that the the first words that came to your mind as you were you know falling over there on the on the golf cart were "Forgive me, Jesus," and I and it just got me you know wondering do do you have any uh, inclination as as to why uh, you you picked those words in, in that moment? Yeah, I, you know, I really don't know. I've thought of that too a few times, but mm -hmm. I just know like that, that day at work, I mean, it was just a stressful day. I was out of state. I was away from my family. My job puts me there for extended periods of time. I was just stressed out. Uh, just, you know, I just wasn't 
I wasn't doing anything that was pleasing to God. Mm. And, and I knew, you know, I guess, you know, things get hard. That's when people turn to God. And, um, I guess that's what I did. But yeah, yeah, it got, it, it sounds like it got very challenging in that moment for yeah. sure. Um, I, I, uh, I also, I, I wonder, um, you know, because there are, there are other people that have had, you know, similar types of experiences and may not come away maybe with the same understanding that you did and other people that I've interviewed on the show have, which is that, uh, you know, God and Jesus as, as is represented in the Bible is the way to God and, and, and it's truth as is represented in the word. I'm wondering, do you think that, uh, your, because this is my hypothesis and, and I'd be interested to see what you think about it is that you're saying, forgive me, Jesus, and, and coming into, it seems like a, a form of repentance there in the last uh, few seconds there could have, could have triggered your, uh, th this incredible, uh, encounter that you had on the other side with God and this understanding of, of, of who God is and what the truth is. And so I'm wondering if, if you think that that could be at play here and, and why it is that you, uh, in particular, uh, were so, um, you know, your, your faith was so fortified by this experience, especially as it relates to the truth as, as, in, as is found in the word of God. Yeah. Uh, I, through watching other people's experiences, I, I have thought a lot of times, you know, that had I have not done that, if I'd have been, you know, I don't know if I hadn't have said anything or hadn't have even acknowledged God at that moment, the the way that I was living my life leading up to that point would, you know, would my experience been drastically different because there's a lot of experiences out there where people experience very uh, evil NDEs, if you want to call them that. And, and I have thought before, you know, that if I would not have totally surrendered and asked Jesus to forgive me at that point, you know, I might've had a whole different experience. So I really, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, uh, it, it sounds like we may be in some partial agreement because I do think that that very well could have had some, some play there as to, yeah. as to why you had that experience. Absolutely. Um, uh, also, um, I know you mentioned before in regards to the, uh, people that you saw on the other side, it sounds like, uh, you did, you don't really have much, uh, of an understanding as to who those people were. But you, but you heard their voice. Is that right? Well, no, I could just sense them. I mean, I only mm -hmm. heard one voice, if you mm -hmm. want to call it that. It was the the whatever the fault download or yeah, whatever. There was only that was only coming from one source. But there were multiple beings there, if you want to use that word, and I, that I could just I could just feel their spirit. Or um, I'm not saying that they were lost relatives or, or anything like that. I just know they were there for me. And that they loved me very much, and um, you know, I just—I you know, saw movement. I didn't necessarily see shapes of people, but I saw movement, and I knew in my spirit that there were other spirits there, other people there, whether it was angels or relatives, or you know, I. Yeah, it almost sounds very similar. Uh, yeah, yeah, it almost sounds very similar to when you were talking before that it was just almost an, an, an innate knowing of, of who was there. Um, right. You didn't necessarily need to see them to understand that there was there were uh, there were different presences there that were caring for you and, and were showing love for you. Um, 
which is I think also lends just to the experience itself and just uh just really reminds me of other experiences when people talk about the the voices that they hear you know it's it's very rarely does it seem like it's heard audibly it seems like so much on the other side uh in these near-death experiences everything is 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 so much more uh visceral because we don't have that body for things to kind of filter through everything is is just seems to be so much more real and i think that you mentioned that as well it was such a real moment almost more real than than even being alive right yeah it wasn't and, and and i'll tell you uh this um it's like when i was there i mean i was my same self i mm-hmm. i never lost consciousness never wow. any of the times that i went in and out i never lost consciousness i was just here and then i was i was here um and when i was out of my body i knew everything that i know now i'm my I'm my you know my thought life everything was there i'm the same person mm-hmm. i was just in a different form or a different place and uh whenever i was I, one way i can kind of explain like how i knew that the bible was true that jesus was real and and all that is like if if uh and this may not make any sense to anybody out there but it's like if you've ever been in one room so you, your kitchen and then you need to go into the living room to get something and when you get to the living room, you get distracted by something else and you forget what you came in there for. But once you get back in the kitchen, you remember what you, you were supposed to get out of the living room. Well, I know, you know, God says that he knew us before, before he formed us in our mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm not saying that before we are put into this earthly body that, that we're there in heaven. I'm not, I don't know that, but I just know that, I knew that place and it was kind of like I had been there before. And then I had been, uh, you know, uh, put down here on earth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, while I was down here, I got distracted by everything that's about this, this world. And, um, but once I got back there, I remembered what I came here for. If, if that makes any sense at all, it was just, you know, it it, just, it, it it was it was home. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I really like that analogy. And um the voice then, the one that you did hear, uh, the voice that said that the only thing that matters is what you do for the kingdom. Right. Do you do you remember how how that voice sounded? Or you just remember it, that it you was, heard uh, it? No, I just it was it was just a thought. Like I said, it wasn't even a hear. You're not here. Mm-hmm. I didn't really hear. I just knew it. I just yeah. it was given to me. It was not of me. But I would say if I had to, um, it was a, it was a, a male voice. I would have to say, I mean, it mm-hmm. was, it was very loving and, um, it, and I was not, it was not like I was being judged or like when I had my life review, I've often wondered about the life review because I say it was like a, uh, um, comparison of how long I've been here and of that time, how much of it I've done for the kingdom of god but i've also you know when i think really think about it it's like it's almost like i was shown my life review like i might you might hear other people experience but then it was i don't know if i used the word hidden or what but it was like i was shown it but then i just knew kind of like um the recap or whatever i just knew 
I knew it was a, I knew I had wasted my time that I um, had wasted my time and I had not done what I, what I was sent to do and um, which is to live for God. And, and um, it was, uh, I just, but I was not, again, I wasn't being judged. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, yeah. It was almost like a, a, a gentle, a gentle nudge that there was a, there was another way to live. Yeah. I mean, the things the everything of this world is going to pass away. Right? It's just mm-hmm. anything that we do. And that's what it was. I mean, it's like all the stuff that I had done for the world was a waste. It is mm-hmm. a waste. It's getting you, it's getting you nowhere. It's nothing good. There's, there is, you know, like I said, there, the, all the joys of this earth, if you could have it all, all the money, all the everything, whatever you like, if you could have it all, it's nothing because you're only going to live here. Even if you live a hundred years, I mean, a hundred years goes by real quick, but eternity goes on forever. And I'm sure that that would go ahead. No, 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 that was good. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm I'm sure that that was quite a 180 in terms of your, your worldview before you had that experience, right. In terms of how you viewed the pleasures of the world before and after. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you you know, you, you think, well, I'm this age, I expected to have this by this age or, you know, wanted to retire, but, uh, but none of that matters, man. It's, it's, uh, like if you've ever heard of Francis Chan, I'm not um, familiar. Yeah. Um, Francis Chan, he's got a, uh, there's a video out there. He did an analogy on a rope. He's got this white rope and he, he said, just pretend this rope goes on for all eternity. And on the end of the rope, there's like a little piece of red tape. And he says, we work our whole lives for this little piece of red tape, you know, to your, your, you work all of this for this last little bit, just to enjoy your retirement. You know, you're preparing for that little bitty piece of that red tape at mm-hmm. the end. But what, what you don't realize is eternity goes on forever. You are going to live forever, whether you want to or not, period. And we just prepare for this world and for this life that the devil has us deceived and, that's his goal. That's all he's got to do is keep you deceived until you, until you die. And then it's over for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another great analogy. Great way to put it. I like too what you, uh, you, you mentioned it a couple of times. Just talking about, you know, everything in this world, all the pleasures of this world don't compare to uh, the love that you experienced and, and, and those uh, near death experiences. And it really just, it, it, I think I've used this analogy before on the podcast, but, it really makes me think about how, you know, it's like if you were to have a conversation with a, with a friend, let's say you go out and you have a, a conversation and you're at the bar, you, you both have a couple of beers, maybe two, three beers, and you have a heart to heart moment with each other. And it's, it's, it resonates with b- both people, but you know, you both in the back of your head, mind in the back of the other person's mind, you both wonder if maybe the alcohol had something to do with it. But if you go and have the same conversation maybe a week later and uh, you have it over at a, you know, at a, at a cafe and there's no alcohol that's, that's been consumed, you have a heart to heart with, with this friend. And it's a, it's a very different experience. I think when, when you, when you realize that, you know, there was no, there was nothing that 
aided you, no substance that aided you in having this conversation and, and having this deep vulnerable moment with another person. And I, and what you're describing really makes me think about, you know, that, that that's how I view the, the world in terms of the pleasures of the world. I think a lot of things in this world bring an artificial, uh, you know, high or an art, you know, it's kind of, kind of like a, a dopamine hit, so to speak. And it's, and it's pleasurable while it lasts, but it doesn't last very long. And it, it and, uh, it is very different to, uh, you know, if to go and, and, and go on a drug binge as opposed to, ha you know, all of a sudden your, your family, your, your spouse gets back from a, from a long trip and you have this, you know, incredible, uh, encounter with them and, and, and you embrace this incredible embrace and this vulnerable moment. That's really what it makes me think about in terms of your experience and, and, and people's experiences similar to yours is the love and is totally different than a, than a fleeting pleasure type of a moment that I think the enemy really wants us to focus on. Right. Well, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, uh, in turn, and I also wanted to, uh, just sit on the fact that, um, it's really interesting that you were able to have not, not one, not two, but, but three different opportunities to, to go to the other side. And I, and I just wonder what you think about that is, do you have any ideas as to why you were given three different opportunities? I do. I really don't. No, I don't. I just, uh, I, you know, just had some heart issues and all, I guess. Yeah. The, the, the first one was the, the big one. I was, I was out. I don't know. Maybe I have no idea. No one knows. It, to me, it felt like minutes, several minutes but I don't think it was that long. I think it might've been maybe two at the most, if even that, uh, yeah. but I was, you know, it, it, like I said, I've heard of these before, but I never studied them. I've never looked into anything and, 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 but it's, it's just, as you already know by now, I'm not a very good speaker. I have issues oh, communicating sometimes, but, you're fine. but man, I just can't, I just can't find the words to uh, describe to people what it's like. I mean, and, and how real it is. I mean, you are, um, unless Jesus comes back today or before you die, you, and you're a Christian or even if you're not period, each one of us are, we're going to die. You're going to step out of that body at some point or another. And it, it is so real. And once once that happens, no, it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive or how much money you got. All that matters is whether or not you knew Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's that's bottom line. That's it. And um, and like I lived my life, you know, I mean, I believed in God, but like you said, I I, I surrendered to God. I said, "Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus." Just in the last second before that happened to me and i meant it man i'm telling you i meant that i mean that might have been that might have been what turned it all around for me otherwise i could have had a different experience in your uh, life review i think it's also worth pointing out it sounds like the life review didn't really encompass the worldly accomplishments that you that you've had throughout your life it didn't it didn't encompass right. the promotions it didn't encompass the, the the degrees or the uh diplomas or you know anything like that it seems like there was something it was something completely different than that is that right 
Yeah, that's correct. I mean, I, when when I was there, I mean, that was just kind of like another thing that I that I realized was just how insignificant this life is, and that's not that this life is insignificant in any way. It's just uh, that compared to the presence of God, there is nothing else that matters. I mean, He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord of Lords. I mean, there is, it doesn't get any bigger or better than that. He is greater than all creation. He created everything. He's, um, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I just think, just incredible. You know, one of the other things that really stands out to me and, I, I'm, I don't get, I don't understand how it couldn't possibly stand out to people that are watching or listening to this is your life is, is very, very clearly changed before this incident and after. Can you kind of describe just how uh, far reaching those changes are in your life that have happened s- since this event and, and maybe how it's even changed your worldview? Oh, well, as far as the worldview goes, um, I used to get wrapped up in politics a lot and, um, you know, I still pay attention to them, but I don't let it, you know, not like I used to be. And, um, and as far as how my life, my life has changed spiritually, I mean, the, the experience was a very pivotal point in that obviously. And, but I can tell you what, what has truly changed my life more than that really that started it but if if i would have just experienced that and then just went on living my life like i was or just just kind of aimlessly going down the road i wouldn't have experienced what i've experienced because of getting into the word of god and reading it and i'm one of the i'm not not really a i'm not much of a reader i've never have been and uh and when I'd read the Bible, it just didn't make sense. A lot of times it was just, um, just couldn't connect with it. But I had the, uh, little Bible app on my phone at the time. And I, and I had a Bible, but, um, I had the Bible app and I just did like a little devotion and it was a devotion, a little short one in the book of John. So when that was over, I thought, well, I'm just going to read the book of John. And I started reading it and, you know, it was, I kind of got it, but it was just didn't really, well, basically what I'm saying is, I got in the word of God and I stayed in the word of God and I, I was continually, continuously daily in the word of God and reading it. And the more I read, the more I understood and I was praying for God to reveal himself through his word. And I was seeking God and that alone, I believe you don't have to have an, a near death experience and have a pacemaker installed in your chest to to be close to God by no means please don't take my experience and and just trust me but or don't trust me either way but but get in the word of God read the Bible I recommend I've said before is to me it worked good for me you know my attention spans are not always there sometimes but as I read starting the book of John just read through the rest of the whole of the New Testament and then started at Matthew and read back through the new testament i did that just just do that man just stay in the word you don't i mean you don't have to do it for hours every day 
just just a little bit just get in there if it's just one chapter um, or even just whatever you can read but you've got to continually do it because you get out what you put in and whenever you're through our days at work you know even if you listen to christian music in your car it's not enough you've got to get in the word of god even if you go to church on sunday and maybe wednesday night that's not enough you can't go to church and listen to what some other man has to tell you you need to read the word yourself pray and seek god and it will change your life i promise you Hmm. really well said and i I think it's worth highlighting that it's it wasn't you know the experience was it sounds like absolutely tremendous and and powerful and impactful but it isn't just about the experience for you tim it sounds like the experience was a bridge to to the word of god and in a changed way of life because i i think that there's a lot of people that uh and understandably so get wrapped up in the, in the supernatural part of this or the, you know, the paranormal parts of these things, because obviously, you know, these things don't happen every day. And, and that's, that's, that's obviously incredible when they do happen, but it sounds like this really was just kind of a, a, you know, the start of something more in terms of how you lived your life on a daily basis. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, everybody you meet is, is dealing with issues. Everybody's got something going on in their head. I don't care how much money you got in the bank or, or what, how big a house you got. Everybody's dealing with something. And, and to me, just the breakthrough was just getting in the word of God, you know, near death experience aside, like I've already said, uh, Jesus is the answer to everything. He's the answer to every problem this world has. Our problem is we don't turn to him. I mean, that is so true, people. If, if, uh, yeah, it, I mean, that's what you got to do. It's like, it's like when I would read the Bible before, I was confused or my mind would wander and this, that, and the other. But, um, I just wouldn't focus. I wouldn't, you know, commit myself to it, to read it and to study it. And, um, that, that has been the life changing event. Mm-hmm that has happened to me was just getting in the word and praying and seeking God because that will do it. Yeah. The last question I have for you, it really uh, kind of piggybacks off of that. Um, You know, and it also kind of goes back to what the voice told you, which is that the only thing that matters is what you do for the kingdom. Now this is obviously everything, you know, Jesus doesn't teach that it's all about us and what God can do for us. Um, but on the other hand, I, I wonder what, what does that mean to you then as, as you've had this experience and you've since spent a lot more time with God and his word and, and, uh, have changed your lifestyle. What does it mean to you now, uh, now that you've had some time to process this, to, uh, live your life in, in, in accordance with the kingdom. Right. And, and, you know, we are saved by grace, by the grace of God through faith in Christ alone. There's nothing we can do to, to, to do that. It's, it, we believe that, you know, that he came to earth, put on flesh, suffered and died on the cross for our sins. And uh, um, on the third day he rose from the dead. I mean, we believe that we are saved by grace through Christ. Um, I guess 
as far as the only thing we do in this life that matters is what we do for the kingdom of God. And what we do for the kingdom of God can be anything from just smiling at somebody. Um, you know, I mean, it's not like you're out where, I, you know, I have trouble describing this, but I just, I, I know that all I've got to do is believe in Jesus, believe in God and believe what he did for us, for our sins. And I'm saved. But once I got there, and like I said, the whole what a waste, part of what that meant was once, once you um, get to heaven, like say you're a Christian and you just you slide into heaven just smoking on fire with all the tires flat. I mean, you made it though, but you, you got there, but you weren't really, you were just barely doing the bare minimum. But once you get there and you realize how much God loves you, you are going to wish, yeah, and I know a lot of people probably will challenge you on this, but it's like you are going to, once you experience that and you feel that and you realize how you lived, even though you might've had fun on earth, you're going to wish you would have done everything you could for God, for living for him. Every second you would have dedicated to him because not that he wants us to repay him and not that there's anything we could ever do that would repay him. It's just, you just, once you realize how much he loves us, you'll just want to do all you can for him. Mm-hmm. Well, really well said, Tim. Um, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us today and sharing your uh, just absolutely incredible uh, testimony with us. And uh, before we go, I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to see where your your testimony video of the experience is at. And for those of you that are watching, like I usually do, I'll go ahead and put it on the screen here. You can just type in Tim's name. So Tim Lightfoot on YouTube um, and it'll pop up. It should be the first thing that pops up is his testimony video is probably I think I think it's around 10. 10 minutes, right? It's not too long. Uh, So I think it would be, you know, great if you haven't had a chance to check it out, go check it out. And if you can share it uh, with a friend, like I said, it only takes a few minutes to watch and it's incredibly, incredibly powerful to say the least. If, you know, if you're, if you're still listening at this point, I I I think you would probably agree. And Tim also has a, has a Facebook as well. Same thing just his first and last name, Tim Lightfoot. You can type that into, uh, into Facebook and, and he will pop up. So, uh, Tim, thanks again for, for joining us on Spirit Answers Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. I, thank you very much for, uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. I need your story, your near-death experience story, your new age to Christianity story, and any other stories like uh, you know prophetic dreams, encounters with angels, demons, Uh, other supernatural types of encounters. I need your stories. Uh, Go ahead and if you have a video, that'd be great if you could send it to uh, spiritanswerspodcast at gmail.com. Or if you don't have a video, uh, you just want to type something up for me, that'd be great as well. Uh, You can make it as long or as short as you think is necessary, whatever you think um, you need to put down for me to understand your story. Also, for those of you who do not want to be on camera, We have an audio-only version of the podcast as well, so when we go and record your story for the podcast, there won't be a video recording that we do. We'll just go ahead and record the audio. And we also have a Facebook group, 
It's just called Spirit Answers. You type that in Facebook and you'll find us there. We're going to be doing something pretty cool. Um, we're going to try to get every guest that we have on this program to come into the group that week and answer your questions. Any questions that you may have for the guest for that week's episode, um, they are the ones that agree. We'll be there to answer any questions that you have and uh, we're really excited about that. Also in that group, we're going to... Um, just have uh, people sharing their stories there as well and just a great place to talk about all things supernatural and how it relates to uh, the Bible. Um, additionally, uh, I would love your prayer request. Please send your prayer request to spiritanswerspodcast at gmail.com. And um, before we go, just a couple things. One, I just want to go over uh, one of my favorite parts of this story that Tim relayed to us today. Again, just that idea of living your life for the kingdom of God, I think that is such a cool thing. And I would just ask you, what are you doing uh, to live your life for the kingdom? And like Tim said, that can really be anything. Uh, just helping somebody out that day, uh, you know, just saying hi to somebody as you're walking, smiling at somebody. What are you doing that is uh, giving back to the world, so to speak, and helping somebody else out? Lastly, I would ask that if you know somebody that is searching for answers, searching for uh, spiritual meaning, to share this with them. I, I would really appreciate that. And uh, maybe actually you're that person. Um, and, and if you are that person, I would just ask you uh, to do something simple. Just ask God to reveal himself to you uh, through prayer. And, uh, you know, don't don't give up. I would challenge you to don't give up. You know, really stick with it for a little while. And, uh, you know, I would love to, to, to hear the results of that. So um, please don't give up. He loves you. We will see you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.